we are studying Parashat Vaikhi. We ended off last week setting the scene for Am Israel's eventual slavery, enslavement. Because while the Egyptians were all enslaved and had to sell all their land, the Jews had taken possession of the land of Goshen. And they were growing rapidly. And they grew rapidly. Now we turn back, and that was more of a broad, of a, of a bird's eye view of the situation. Now we turn back to the personal life of Yaakov and his kids. Uh, Yaakov is going to finish off, is going to, uh, Yaakov is going to, he's going to die soon. And he's going to end his life by blessing his children. Now the significance of this is that we've seen children's blessing before, but in the past, children's blessings were always to the exclusion of one of the other kids, or of the other kids. So it was always yeah. one person. Now he's blessing one. Now he's going to bless all of the kids. So that means Blast. that for the first time, we have 12 tribes who are all going to be accepted and are all going to be part of the covenant, which sets, which kind of, it, it rounds it finishes our discussion of Bereshit, which was how can Avraham... Um, let me take a step back. The, the whole story of Bereshit, if we're going to understand in a, on a bird's eye view what the whole story of Bereshit is, it's a story of how humanity failed because humanity has inherent problems in their, in their, just by the, in their DNA and how Borei Olam decided to instead of destroying all of humanity, Again. pick Abraham and have and train Abraham in the way of his covenant so that eventually the world, nations of, world, of the world could be blessed through Abraham. And in order to do that, he's going to have to take Abraham and make Abraham from one man into a family of the covenant. And then from a family of the covenant, he's going to, going to have to turn them into a nation of the covenant. So the story of Bereshit is a story of, of turning Abraham from one man into a family of the covenant, which it, we Red round that discussion Red off in Parashat Bayechir. That's when we see the family is built. Now Parashat Sefer Shemot begins the process of turning that family into a nation. And once that nation is a nation, then there are other steps in the process. One is to bring them into Israel, which happened but has not happened in perpetuity yet. So... <laughs> That's, that's the final step of the process. And then, once that nation is in Israel, Tazid, then Tazid, 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 the nations of the world are blessed through us. And Tazid, the, the process of, of teaching the nations of the world how to be Adam, yes. meaning that's essentially our job. An, yeah, our, an example. Our, our, exactly. Our job is to be an example. The Abraham taught us, we have to teach them. Right. Our job is to be an example, and that eventually happens with Israel. Okay, so that is the whole scope of, of Parashat And Yaakov lived in the land of Egypt for 17 years. And the days of Yaakov's life, the years of his life, were seven, uh, were, were uh, 147 years. Okay. The numbers are always set backwards in the Torah. Yes. So if you translate, try to translate straight, you get stuck. Okay? 147 years. And the days of Israel were... They came towards his death. 
and he calls to his son Yosef. And he says, he calls his son Yosef and he says, Please, if I found favor in your eyes, put your hand on my thigh or under my, under my, like my yerech. Yeah, like Abraham did with Eliezer or with his servant. And do for me chesed ve'emet. And do for me kindness and truth. And do not bury me in Egypt. And I should, I should uh, lie down with my forefathers. You should carry me from Egypt and you should bury me in their burial place. And then Yosef responded, I will do as you said. And he said, swear to me. And he swears to him. Israel al Roshamita and then he uh, Go down. bows down yeah. on so who is he bowing to on the he says here he bows down towards the bed. Bow so, down upon the bed's upon, head? Yes. So it seems uh, it's not clear that he's bowing down to Yosef here. It yes. seems like he's bowing down to Boreolam in gratitude for having Yosef commit to his last Desire. Desire, which is to be buried with his forefathers. Okay, so, so taking this... Do we, do we learn here that we have to be buried? So, I, I don't know. So, I'll tell you why, it's, um, what the considerations are here. Yusef, the question is, uh, is, this a, is, is this a lesson that we should be buried in, in, in Israel? Not necessarily, because Yaakov has motivations here. What would be Yaakov's motivations? Well, first of all... He does not want, he knows his clan ultimately needs to be in Israel. Yaakov knows that because whenever he first came down to Egypt, Borei Olam says, do not fear. I'm going to bring you down and I'll also bring you back up to Israel. And he knows full well that that the covenant is in Israel. So one of the things Yaakov is doing here is if my descendants... Or have a forefather that's buried in the land of Israel, then that commits them, or that that makes that forces them to have a connection to that land. Otherwise, if I'm buried here, then yeah, this yeah. becomes their place. I mean, what happened to Leah? We totally lost her. So we the 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 imahot. The same thing happens with Rivka, by the way. Um, yeah, the imahot. Whenever we finish discussing any relevant topic. They, we don't hear about their death. Leah, did we hear about her death? No. We hear about her death. Um, but Rachel, Rachel, yes. We hear about no. We hear about Rachel's death explicitly because it was a, it was a special death. Yes. But we hear Yaakov talking about. Do we hear Yaakov talking? I think I think Yaakov does mention at some point that he buried uh, uh, Leah. Yeah, I think in this week's parasha he says Vishama okay. Kavarti at Leah. So we don't hear necessarily about all the Imahot's death. Um, Rivka, we don't hear about her death at all. No. Rivka, we the the only thing we know about Rivka is the death of Devorah, which they say it's Meneket Rivka, and they say that's a euphemism for Rivka's death, which is odd because then it should have just told us that Rivka died. Um, Leah, we know about her death because Yaakov mentions that he buried her, and then Rachel, we know about her death because it happened uniquely, and that was the burial of Binyamin. There was no other way to, you know. So um, we don't always know about the Imahot's death. Uh, the, the reason Sarah's death was important, the reason we know about Sarah's death, is because that was the impetus for marrying right, off, also for marrying off Yitzchak. Yes. 
because until also Rivka buy, came as a the, replacement yeah, for Sarah. Yeah, but also because. He bought the also, also to point out Masala. that he bought the Manata Machpelah, which was essentially, which was him buying a portion of land in, yes, in the land of Israel. Right, right, right. So the, we pick and choose which when to talk about the death. If the if the if, the, if it seems like Rivka had a pretty normal death and a normal burial in Marata Machpelah, yes, and yes. then and there was nothing much to talk Only about. Only the unusual death. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So so what is as we said. Um, what is Yaakov thinking when he says, let's go back to Israel? So the first thing is, again, I need to have a, a foothold in the land of Israel because Egypt is not our homeland. Okay? The other thing that Yaakov could be thinking is, remember, we are still a little bit concerned about uh, how Egyptianized Yosef is. So there's no better way to force Yosef to confront his identity as a Jew than to have him carry his father back to Israel and bury... Because what, what does that tell Yosef? That in Yosef's mind, that it's says the biggest message. it's a huge message yes, because yes. then it, te- it says that my father does not want to be buried in this land of Egypt. I cannot be buried here. That means a I cannot be buried here, which he ends up not being. I mean, he ends up being, but but, but then he he's, transferred. T- he's transferred. And B, it tells him that my father clearly does not like the values of Egypt and does not see this as our homeland. Right, so maybe Yosef thinks that maybe I mean I I, I doubt it, but there are people who, th- who claim that Yosef thinks that Egypt is the homeland. There's no better way to convey the message to Yosef that this is not our homeland than to have he, Yosef carry the bones, himself, uh, yes. carry the body of Yaakov out. Very true. Um, there, there's even a, 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 a some of the commentators that were saying that it's whenever a person carries his father on his shoulder, meaning carries the casket of the father. It's as if he's carrying the burden of continuing the father's legacy, you know. So it's a real, it's a real way of sending, uh, getting the message to hit home that Yosef should continue in the path of Yaakov. So that's that's step one in Yaakov's process of preparing Am Israel to make sure that Israel is on their mind. Okay? Yes, that they have to go back. Yeah, whether it's Yosef or whether it's all the brothers. You have to go back. Everybody has to go back. Okay. Perek mem chet, pasuk alaf. Vahi achare adivarim ma'ele. Vayomer le Yosef, hine avicha chole. Vayikach et sheneva navimo et nershevet Ephraim. It was after these things, and they told, someone told Yosef, Behold, your father is sick. And he took his two sons, et menashevet et Ephraim. Vayaged le Yaakov. And it was told to Yaakov, again, by another unnamed man. <laughs> Behold, your son Yosef is coming to you. And Yaakov, or Israel, strengthened himself and he sits on the bed. Notice that we're seeing a lot of the name Israel yeah, here. Now it's, it's about the nation. Now, exactly. Now we're in nationhood time. All of, all of uh, Yaakov's actions now are very, very uh, tied to his nationhood and his thoughts are about the nation. So that's why that's important. And now Yaakov says to Yosef, so Yosef walks in with his two sons. Probably his sons are behind him or something. Yes. Or maybe in so front of him. Maybe in front of him, but he, he would have acknowledged them. He doesn't acknowledge okay. them. First he says first to Yosef, he says, El Shaddai, the God of abundance, which is typically the God that the, the El Shaddai is used for the passing on of the covenant. So Bore Olam, the God who is the God of our covenant, appeared to me in Luz. Where was Luz? That was Bethel. Yes. That was on his way out of Israel when he was yes. running away from Esav. 
Be'eres Canaan by Barachoti in the land of Canaan, and he blessed me. By Omer Eli, and he said to me, Behold, I will make you. Uh, I will make you fruitful and I will multiply you. And I will make you into a... Into congregation. A, a, how do they translate that? Congregation of nations. Congregation of nations. And I will give this land to you as a... Uh, to your descendants after you as a, a, an everlasting... Eternal possession. Possession. Okay. At least we should send it to the to the Palestinians. Yeah. <laughs> this pasuk. Okay. So, uh, so Yaakov is quoting the bracha that he got. By the way, he's. And, and what are the two elements of the covenant? The two elements of any time we see these two things, we know we're talking about the covenant. Yes. Descendants. And the, and the land. Descendants and the land. Those are the two elements of the covenant. So Yaakov tells Yosef, Behold, I was promised in Luz that I would be part of the covenant and that my descendants would be multiplied and that I would have eternal possession of the land. And now that I've told you this, your two sons that were born to you in the land of Egypt until I came, meaning before I came down here, they are mine. Ephraim um Kiruven Hili. Ephraim and Menashe will be like Reuven and Shimon. And to your descendants that you have given birth to or that you will birth after them, they'll be yours. Al Shem Achahem this part of the Pasuk, I don't really know what it means. It's they will be... Included under the name of their brothers. That means that uh, they go under the... They go after Ephraim and Menashe. Yes. So what does it mean, L'chayihu? Uh, they'll be yours. It means... Uh, because these two are mine. These two are under, mine. I'm under my name. The other two will be under your name. The other children will be but, under but your name. But they're not because they're under the inheritance of... Of their children, yes. Of, the, right. of Ephraim and Menashe. Wow. That's why I don't understand this pasuk. I, I, I've yet to figure out what this pasuk means. Um, wow, right. maybe, maybe what he means by mine is that they'll be direct descendants of me. And then yours will be, they'll be part of your, 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 family, your, family. your family. Something like that. Actually, it's because he says that he's like Ruben and, and Shimon, that means really they'll become like my sons. No difference. Yeah, exactly. And we see that because they're one of the tribes. Yeah. Okay. Vani... Uh, let's finish Yaakov's speech and then we'll understand we'll try to under, pick it apart and when I came from Padan meaning from Lavan's house meaning first I went there and I got the Beracha on the way there and then I came on back, back on the way back Again. when I was coming back your mother Rachel died in the land of Canaan when there was still a, a Bera of land left to approach Ephrat, and I buried her there in the land of Ephrat, which is Bet Lechem. Okay? And then Israel sees the sons of uh, Yosef, and he says, Who are these? Yosef says, No, these are my sons. That God has given me. And he says, Bring them over to me, and I will bless them. Okay, let's pause for a second. Um, any thoughts on what Yaakov is doing here? 
I think he's asking, he's explaining his son about the, the death of his mother. Okay, that, that's just that odd part. We have to understand why is he explaining the, the death exactly. of his mother. But the, the most important thing that stands out to me here is that if asking Yosef to bury him in Israel was getting the point across, then telling him that, by the way, I'm under covenant with God to take possession of the land of Israel is another way of getting the point across that I'm under, I have a promise from Hashem. From Hashem that I will have a lot of seed and that they will be in Israel. And your two sons, more than the fact that when, when Yaakov says they're going to be mine, he's also saying they're going to be mine and they're going to belong in Israel. So Yosef, prepare yourself mentally because your yep. sons, they won't be living in Egypt. Yeah, you're transferring. And then the interesting thing is, if you look at the end of last week's parasha, the last, last pasuk of last week's parasha, Israel and the family of Israel, they dwelled in the land of Egypt, in the land of Goshen. And they took possession of it. And they were uh, fruitful and they multiplied very much so. And now if you look at our pasuk, it says uh, that the bracha I got was, Achuzat olam, an eternal possession. He uses the same word as what they did in Goshen, which means that while they took possession of the land of Goshen, Yaakov is reminding Yosef this is not the, that no, no, the real achuzah, the real possessed this, land, we, we will be Israel. Israel. So this whole concern, that, so so clearly we're seeing Yaakov has this concern of getting too attached to the land of. Goshen and the land of Egypt and Yaakov is fighting against it A, by by moving his body out and B, by going to Yosef and saying by the way, I got a beracha I have a covenant with God that my my seed will be they'll have an achuzah using the same word that we use for Goshen but that achuzah will actually be in Israel Okay. now why does he mention the death of Rachel? I don't know I think it says in Rashid that he was he was worried that his son was upset why he buried his mother right in the street of the street so he was trying to explain to him oh, the oh that's an interesting to take, um, it, to take him out of his uh, before, he, he probably, before he passes away he wants to maybe cleanse, cleanse himself he probably ties it to the pasuk in Yirmiyah that talks about Rachel Mevakal Banea yes, that, that, that she's, gonna bless, she's gonna bless when the, she'll be praying yes, for, for, uh, for, the, for Ephraim whenever yes yes Yes. Okay. I mean, that's not the, It's hard to understand that in yes. light of the Peshat. Um, in the Peshat, he doesn't say that. <laughs> the Peshat may be that he is talking now that he sees the sons of Yosef live on. It reminds him of his wife Rachel, who he still clearly misses. Meaning, he never really was able to have the relationship with Rachel. Yes. And then he sees Yosef is dead, and then he only has Binyamin. But now he sees Yosef is alive, and Yosef has two sons, and he kind of sees, wow, you know, at the end, I was able to, to, see, the to see the fruits of my relationship with Rachel, so maybe it brings back memories of Rachel. But that is a bit of a quandary here. It's, not, it's, mm-hmm. it's a tough one to understand. Mm-hmm. Why is he mentioning Rachel at this point? Specifically here. Yeah, specifically here. Okay, um, I don't know if we should continue. The, the, the best part comes now. Yeah. You know, all of the, so far what we've done. Uh, is there anything else we could point out here? No. Because uh, it goes straight uh, to the blessing. It goes straight to the blessing. Yeah, it was all preparing for the blessing of the two sons. Okay. 
let's prepare Leon. <laughs> I need to continue this. Okay. As I tomorrow, I I need a I need to find a place to give shoe on this next part. Oh, this is the important part. No, no, I know, I know. I, I just need to they make sure. The, 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 the prank there, people, people don't necessarily want to be at a shiur on vacation, so I need yes, to see them. Okay, Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen. Amen.